Okay. Disclaimer before we start anything. I have a foster dog and he likes to walk a beat every like 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, so if you hear click clacking, I'm very sorry, but there's nothing I can do about it. Hi, Nando. I can hear you, honey. Okay. Okay. Well, so you've been gone for a while. Tell us what you've been up to. I've been in a time warp. That sounds fun. I don't know why I said that. I just finished my internal medicine rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took this shelf and then I had a little vacay and have been studying for my board exam. So I've been under a rock and I'm about to start my emergency medicine rotation next week. You're about to start your night shift? My night shift. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it'll be like anything like the show. I'm going to try to be like TC. Are you going to ride up on your hog? And I'm going to wear cowboy boots and then some bootcut jeans and then see if they'll yell at me and what they will. They'll yell at me. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that, honey. No. All right. Well, like, let's just start this off. Tell me about your dog. Plug him. He's your foster dog. Okay, he's a foster dog. He's from the Hit Living Foundation, which is a great, uh, great dog rescue organization in Los Angeles. What's their website? I don't know. You can look it up, though. Are you serious? H-I-T, Hit Living. You're an awful foster mom. Okay. Are you just trying to get him to be your foster fail? Because you're not doing a good job promoting him right now. Okay. He is ancient. and like story. He's a wizened old man. Um, he's from Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what he is. He looks like a chow mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I he's hmm. I agree with that. I think he looks chowish. And he has like a the purple thing on his tongue, which chows have. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And he is pretty blind. Yeah. So now. A blueberry cookie from a mile away. Yeah, he likes these blueberry cr- crunchios. Blueberry blasts is what they're called. They're his favorite. But he'll eat anything. I mean, he ate my undies and then tried to go for my bra and a hair tie, and I luckily stopped him from doing that. He's on the Victoria's Secret diet. It's yeah, not what you think. no literally it's like a third love bra and those things aren't cheap and so i was like i mean dodged a bullet man well i yelled at him i was like hey and he just looked at me because he's kind of deaf so he probably thought he heard you but didn't know he heard you. no i think he's just a raccoon dog and he doesn't give a shit oh well neither does my dog no but he knows when he when you yell at him he knows when he's done something wrong also actually indy doesn't get into stuff like ever Hardly well, he ever. certainly doesn't eat your bras. No, he's never done that. He doesn't even go into the trash or anything like that. He doesn't care about that. So, yeah, Mister Clickety Clack. He also walks like a mule. Like his his head bobs when he walks, so his ears <laughs> flap a lot. It's really cute. He has Dobby ears. Hi, honey. Coming to check. Okay, I'm still here. I'm always here. Always sitting in the same spot. Right. Um. Anyway. Okay. This is actually the best episode of Night Shift I've ever been. I was hooked. I, I was hooked too. I was I was interested because there was a plot. There was personalities. A- mm-hmm. What a revelation. 
And they didn't push any one person's storyline unnaturally, which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the gay boyfriend coming back. Of who? You have to specify. Of gay doctor. Right. Yeah. Coming back from, I think, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. And he's like talking to him on the phone. Yes. Did you take notes on paper? I did. I didn't want to get yelled at again. Okay. Why would I yell at you? Because the last time I said they were in my head, you got mad at me. So I took notes on paper. Okay. Do you want to rustle around some more? So gay boyfriend and gay doctor are talking on the phone about how excited they are to see each other. And then it cuts to, would you like to talk about the next part? I don't remember. TC? Showing up? Oh, he shows up at Jordan's house. Right? Uh, yeah, um, ex-girlfriend's house. I can't stop thinking about you. He said, I've been wandering around all night because I can't get you out of my head. I was like, this isn't a third eye blind song. Like, nobody actually does that. Nobody does that. Yeah. And then they get also, also, it's classic. It's like a classic dude thing of like, they don't, they want what they can't have, right? Dudes want what they can't have. And they violate like personal boundaries in space. Don't show up at her door. Nobody, I, I don't know why that's a romantic trope. I would view that as a threat. Absolutely. I don't come out with like door. pepper spray and a taser and be like, get the app off my porch or you're going to be in the hurt locker. So all you men out there thinking that maybe you wanted to show up on Frankie's porch, don't do it. Your ass will be grass. I'm married. And secondly, even if I weren't, you'd still get tased. Okay, you heard it here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, that doesn't sound romantic or cute. He also looked like terrible. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the bus crashes that gay boyfriend is on. And of course... The, the bus crashes, it's a mass, mass casualty situation. And so TC and Jordan, slash ex-girlfriend, have to go to the ed like they have to get there because it's an all hands on deck situation and they arrive together and scott jordan's boyfriend fiance her boyfriend boyfriend like sees them arrive together and like everything like shifts and he gets upset it's also like could they be more obvious yeah like they could have easily gone separate cars Easily, he could have gone on his bike, which he arrived to her house on. No, I think I think he walked over there, didn't he? No, I'm pretty sure he rode his hog. Okay, well then, he's an idiot. No, yeah. she's an idiot. So, um, he runs in, and like, in true TC fashion, this word really pissed me off, because it's rude. He pulled, he, like, walk, like, kind of jogs into the ED and, like, rips his stethoscope off of some random nurse. He did? Yeah, he, like, pulls it off the neck and puts it around his own neck. And I was like, firstly, like, you should have your own stethoscope. You're a doctor. And secondly, like, don't just take people's things off of their body. Can you do that? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> really rude. That would be rude. I don't know medical rules, but it no. seems that seems aggressive. I just I don't know. No, it is aggressive. Also, he clearly didn't use it like ever. So why did he need it? Anyway. So they're like triaging all these guys who are coming in off of buses, of ambulances, and the intern, the timid intern. What's his name again? I don't remember. Okay, the timid intern, like, lifts up this one army kid's shirt and is like, oh, no, intestines. Like, okay. I don't remember any of this stuff. I don't know why. Oh, okay. And so they're all getting, like, triaged, and gay army doctors, gay lover comes in, seems to have a crush injury on his leg. And they're like, prep the OR, we're going to have to amputate, which, like, is pretty premature, like, just coming off of the ambulance to say, like, we're going to cut his leg off right now, but I guess whatever. How do you know if you have to amputate somebody's leg? It didn't look that bad. Um, It didn't look bad, like, before they amputated it last time. Like, when they showed it when Scott Wolf was looking at it? Yeah. Yeah, so it did look pretty bad. Oh, okay. So when when something is like completely that that foot looked like it had gotten like it would be more like compartment syndrome you'd be worried about. So basically, like all this blood and fluid fills up in these kind of contained compartments. If you think about like an orange, and you think about like the septations of the orange that separate the segments. Mm-hmm. Think about if one of the segments had extra fluid and it's just filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up, and there's not enough pressure, there's not enough room for the slice of orange to grow anymore. And so it gets really swollen and it compresses all the nerves and all the blood vessels and it cuts off all of that to your leg. You can just pop it. That's what they usually do. Oh. So it's called a fasciotomy and you kind of like snip the fascia. So you'd snip like the septation of the and it would kind of release the muscle and do all that. But if it's too late, the leg has pretty much died and they amputate it because you can't save it. And if you can't save a leg and you leave it, like say you're like, okay, why don't you just leave the leg like flipping around, right? Like it's the dead, at least you don't have to No, I've off. never thought that. Oh, okay. Well, some people might. So you, you have to because it's a, an infection risk. So, um, is that a good explanation of compartment syndrome? I really did wish I hadn't heard it. Okay, well, that's how I, like, kind of, like, visualize it. It's like... Well, now I won't be able to not visualize it. Okay. I've only seen compartment syndrome once. Uh, was it Narnar? Well, I mean, you can't really tell from the outside. It's, like, um, like a very, like, person's, like, super... It's super, super painful to touch. So you feel, like, touch their leg, they scream, and then, like the leg's, like, pretty much, like, dead, and it's, like, engorged. Just think you should stick, like, a toothpick in it or something. Yeah. that puppy. Well, okay. All right. Let's move on to the the thing that annoyed me the most about this episode. The mariachi band? Is that what you're going to say? No, but we have to start with that. There's a mariachi band playing randomly in the ER, and they're there for a very um, – there's something about this show that the show does exceptionally poorly, which is things to to create a situation later 
they will mm-hmm. bring in a plot point that goes nowhere in and of itself. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into it, but the mariachi, there's a mariachi band and they're playing in the ER and Shorty comes out and is like, says something in Spanish. And it's basically like, you can't just like play mariachi music in here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The thing that really bothered me was Hot Intern and that soldier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a really gross dynamic and I think she's so... Um, she grosses me out. She's like overly... Any, I don't want to say this about women because women should act however they don't act within like boundaries, but I feel like she crosses boundaries a lot where she's like overly sexual in a professional work environment and it's a little bit strange. 100%. Over, she, the first thing she says... First of all, all these soldiers are just standing around the ER. I'm like, this isn't, like, the canteen. You can't just hang out here. Yeah, they're, like, cracking jokes and being inappropriate. I'm like, you can't, you wouldn't be here for, like, a random reason. And she's, like, laughing as the soldier's, like, hitting on her. And if that were me, I know a lot of women would agree with me here. It's not fun. No, actually, in your place of in your place it of happens work. to females in the medical space quite a bit, and, and she's like laughing it off and being like one of the guys, and it's just a really inappropriate use of storytelling, I think. Mm-hmm. And she also, to me, maybe it's not a wig, but her hair looks wiggy, wiggy. Oh, I was gonna say that it looks like she's wearing like a some kind of like barrister's wig. Huh? It doesn't. Work. It doesn't lay on her head. Mm-hmm. So it, that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a side storyline of Shorty. They've the the this guy, this nurse, male nurse, uh, discovers that Shorty has a dating profile, mm-hmm. and is like, "If you give me the next couple weekends off, I will help adjust your dating profile." Mm-hmm. That's also super inappropriate. Super inappropriate. Would or probably just should never happen. And once again, Shorty is like the butt of a joke. Nothing about him is serious. Sad. Like, it's not even funny anymore. It just makes me sad. Yeah, it's upsetting, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so part of this was like the timid intern was like getting all this experience, like helping mm-hmm. out and stuff. I just want to bring in attention to one of the things that he said, which is wrong. I just caught it. Yeah. He said he was examining this one patient, uh, the one, the guy who was in the mariachi band, part of the mariachi band. And he said, Oh, he like listened to this guy like really quickly with this death scope and he goes, I think he's having Kusmar respira- respirations. I think he's going into diabetic ketoacidosis. Okay, firstly, it's Kusmal respirations. Not what he said was not a thing. Kusmal, re- re- Kusmal respirations are when like you have labored breathing because you have metabolic acidosis. You have like acid building up in your body. And so when you breathe like and hyperventilate, you're blowing off CO2, which is, like, acidic. So you're blowing it off. And, like, yes, diabetic ketoacidosis could be one of the causes, but there are a ton of other causes. So I'm not really sure, like, where he got that from. He just, like, flat out diagnosed him with, like, DKA. But it's fine. Whatever. Um, I thought um, that, too. I was like, you crazy, man. Yeah, it was a little bit strange. 
And then another instance, this one guy has like a globe, like a separate, his eyeball basically falls out of its socket. Oh yeah, it was like bulging out of its socket. It like fell out. It was like and these, okay, so let's, look, we gotta take it back though. So he, these, these uh, army guys are making fun of the nervous intern and calling him Doogie Hauser. Mm-hmm. And this is like his opportunity to prove himself. So he like comes up because one of the guys who's making fun of him, his eyeball pops out of his eye socket. Yeah. And then he's like, help me, Doogie, help me. And then the nervous intern like comes and like is coached by Jordan to like solve the problem, which I, to be honest, I don't know what the, I don't know what like the, anything medical about that, but I know that he was handling the guy's eyeball and like the attached muscles with just bare hands and no gloves, no like sterile gloves, no sterile anything. He was just like touching everything with his dirty hands. And I was like, this is not a thing. He would use a sterile, sterile field and everything. I'd also like to point out a medical thing with that because I've heard that you can pop your eyeball out by blowing your nose too hard. Is that correct? Okay. If your eyeball was already kind of partially out and like there was some kind of weakness with the muscle or something, then yeah, maybe, but no, not if you're so like it a follows then if you're blowing your nose and your eyes pops out, if you inhale very sharply, maybe it'll suck back in. I think you're confused about the physics of that, but that's a, an interesting thought. It's, I'm just putting it out there. I just, it's sure. something to consider. Something put to it out there. Give it a go. Mm-hmm. Bring that up at your next doctor's meeting. Yeah. Anyway, so my last note was he's not wearing gloves in all caps on eyeball surgery. So that's yeah, that's pretty nasty. That. Well, the Lord knows I've touched my contact lenses without washing my hands first. Yeah, but you're not like touching like behind your eyeball okay. and into your brain where like it's really dangerous to touch there without sterile gloves. If you don't touch there without sterile gloves, what's the likelihood that you'll get an infection? I think it's pretty likely, especially since it didn't seem like he even washed his hands. So I don't know what he had on his hands. Okay, let's go to the hot intern. I describe this guy as a weasel, the soldier. Mm -hmm. I, I was very repulsed by him. Yeah, he ended up having this crazy disease. It wasn't the disease. It was his general demeanor. Oh, yeah. He was, like, kind of gross. He was, <laughs> he was like, there's uh, there's a uh, kind of a trope of, like, the sweet soldier. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice guy who's just trying to, like, ask a, ask a girl out, but he'd never, he'd never get a date with her because he's just too shy. Yeah. And then he dies, right? Yeah. That's what happens? So hot intern, like he asks her out and at first she declines. And then later on, when there's like a ring of other soldiers watching, she's like, actually, I'm not your. She's like, technically, I'm not your doctor, doctor. And I was like, and she's like, if you want to ask me, I can like you totally can. And he asks her out. And then it's just weird. She just is like a predator. (laughs) Like, pro tip, if your resident physician hits on you, it's still unethical. So just because they're not an attending, don't think it's okay. She's legitimately, like, 
preying on people who just walk in. It's horrifying. She's horrifying. So I dislike her a lot. Yeah. And then his eyes and his nose start bleeding. What is that? How can your eyes start bleeding? What is that even? What is that? I mean, it could be from a lot of things. Like, you know, when you Ebola, Ebola, like you bleed from every like mucosal surface. But where's the blood coming from? There's mucosal surfaces on your eyes. So your conjunctiva, you pull down your eyeball on the inside of your eyelid. Frankie is pulling down her eyelid, just so you guys know. I'm just trying to show you where it is. I mean, I know. It's that pink, it's the pink, like, membrane thing. So that's a mucosal surface. But blood comes out of that? It can. It's, like, highly vascularized. Ugh. So, like, if you pull down somebody's lower eyelid and you look, and it's not red, it's, like, very, very pale, it's an indication they're anemic because they don't have enough, like, hemoglobin to go around. Ugh. Ugh, just don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Um, gay doctor literally says, it's made me laugh because of what we've been calling him. He said to his boyfriend, he's like, I am not being the gay doctor. He literally said that to his boyfriend. And can I just point out gay doctor and his boyfriend look exactly alike? The boyfriend is actually from Brothers and Sisters. Do you remember that show? Yeah, no, I know. Oh, okay. But they look very similar. Yeah. Um, and, okay, let's go back to the dating profile with Shorty. He's, like, the nurse is, like, asking him, like, who, what kind of girl he likes. And he's looking through the shades in his office. And he's looking at him, and he's, like, petite, smart. And then you realize he's staring at the psychiatrist like she's a piece of meat. And it is so foul. Yeah. The men in the show. Nasty. Yeah. The only person I, the only guy I like is Topher, of course, the Asian. I, mean, I love Scott Wolf. I know you love Scott. We know you love Scott Wolf. Oh, okay. Sorry. He is doing the Lord's work, though, in this show, I will say. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, you've told us many of them. real chops. Okay. So Topher pulls TC aside and is like, do not get back together with Jordan. He like, gives him this actually really good speech about how like she's happy and he should just leave her alone, which I happen to think is what any man who's listening to this, leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Yeah, she ain't yours, bro. She ain't your property. She like I'm just because she's dating somebody else doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're in love with her. Literally, just stop it. Anyway, he reads TC the riot act, and TC's still like, "No, I think we got something going." Well, I mean, he's also dead behind the eyes as a person, so that's probably what like factored into that. Another thing that also really bothers me, and maybe it's just from an actor's perspective, but I'm sure you noticed this: his British accent, not British, mm-hmm. Irish accent. When he says things, so people from the UK, sometimes they say hard A's. Like, um, mean? ah, ah sound instead of ah. So, so Vietnam, saying Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Vietnam, things like that. Well, they'll, they'll put a hard A on something and you're like, that's not how we say that. Mm-hmm. And it, he, he kept doing that. And I wanted to be like, where's the but, line producer? It's so like super lazy, like. Can't you take a cue from all your other American 
actors that are surrounding you and just take a hint from that or no he can't cool um and then the gay boyfriend says something where he's like they're they're telling him that they're gonna have to amputate and he's like this is his literal line i'm not even i didn't even add anything or take anything away he says quote i'm a jock i'm a soldier i'm army end quote i laughed so hard it sounded like a real buster blues thing to say you did he said i am army i'm army you can't take my leg and i was like dude all right fine keep your damn leg yeah keep the leg good luck with the rest of your body um we forgot a huge important point was TC and Scott Wolf getting into a fist fight. Scott Wolf can throw a real mean right hook, left hook, whatever hook he threw. I mean, he's a little little guy. TC's pretty tall. Yes. Okay, this is super unprofessional. Does that ever happen? Like if I saw the chief of trauma surgery at my medical school, Fighting with, like, a lowly ER doctor, I would be like, there's something really bad going on here. <laughs> like, this is not okay. I'd be like, there are other problems here, and you need to attend to those. Well, Scott Wolf also doesn't know that TC and his, an ex-girlfriend kissed. He only thinks that TC came over to just, like, talk to her and get her back. But he doesn't know that they already hooked up. And it's funny because it's like, if that's how Scott Wolf reacts to see TC just, like, prowling... How's he going to react when he finds out that they actually already, like, exchanged saliva? Yikes. It's going to happen. That beat's going to drop. It always does. It always does. Let that be a lesson. Anyway. How's Rando doing? He's sleeping somewhere right now. Ah, on your undies? Oh, those those are locked up. What if you opened your underwear drawer and he was like, had made a nest in there? Well, he pooped out part of the underwear that he ate today on the walk. I'm glad to hear it. I told you he'd pass it. It only took him like 48 hours. He's an old dude, man. His GI system is not working the way it used to. All right. And, you know, Ben pointed out something really good. He said if he survived the streets of Tijuana and he probably ate a bunch of other things there and survived that. Like, he might have been, like, a drug mule at some point. My question is, what else is still in his system right now? Probably balloons full of cocaine. That, a tin can, cigarettes. Anyway, one thing that I thought was really sad, actually, was so they say that Scott Wolf comes in, and he's like, okay, we're amputating, and the gay boyfriend accepts it, but you see him reach for gay doctor's hand and gay doctor like backs up and I was like that made me really sad that like hurt my heart it was really really sad that was actually like a no he's like no it cannot and I was like I felt so (sighs) terrible and then they wheel him in and the only hot good thing that hot intern has done is she's like if you she's like don't tell me about being a man and being like in the army if you let him go in there alone and I was like, damn, that's a good line. I was like, tell him, sis, like that only good thing you've ever done. Yeah. Um, so he goes up to him 
in front of everyone and smooches him. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. And then this is where the mariachi band comes back around. So uh, the weasel, uh, the sweet little innocent army man who asked how to turn out, turns out he has some weird disease and he passes away. Leishmaniasis. What's that? It's like a parasite that you get from a sand fly and it's common in like, I guess, Afghanistan and like Middle East places out there. Yeah, so he he passes, and um, they, like, cover him up, and they wheel him out, and the mariachi guy is playing taps on his trumpet. Mm. And that's the only reason they had the mariachi band there. Yeah. There's, there's there, that storyline that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. So that really annoyed me. And then Hot Intern was, like, crying and grabbing the nurse's shirt, it was like um like hysterical. Her acting was like very much like nineteen thirties, forties acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was like gone with the wind. Yeah, hysterical, like sobbing sounds, but no tears coming out of your eyes. Very like theater acting when you don't have it in you. You you still do the hysterical crying. You just don't have any tears coming out. Right. And that's kind of how that ended, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, you know, I actually did really enjoy that episode, barring the, like, creepiness of some of the characters. Yeah, I did enjoy it. They upped their game on this one. And for any other show, I'd probably watch this and be like, that's garbage. But when all you've seen are, like, really, really terrible shows, I, I just think that this was... The bar has been set so low that I was, like, grateful for this, like, morsel of this little, like, crumb of, like, something watchable. It would not surprise me on the show if, like, a boom came into the shot. Yeah. Like, that's how, you know what I mean? It's yeah, I'd be like, oh. So unprofessional. You'd just be like, yeah, sure. The writing's so terrible. I bet the arms of the gaffer are weak. Yeah. Anyway, Nandor just dug himself a bed. He does that every time he goes up to the comforter and he digs and he digs and he digs. And sometimes he doesn't even lay down. Sometimes he'll just walk away. Does he, do you have to displace him to get your comforter for sleepy time? He's not on it. Like whenever I'm up, he's up. If, oh. I, if I'm standing, he's standing. Yeah. Um, if I pee, he follows me in and watches me urinate. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty typical dog. Yeah. Indy will, like, bump his nose in and just, like, see what's going on. Yeah. But Nandor is a very perverted old man. He's very cute, though. He's up and about again. You hear him? Hee hee hee. Clickety clack. Poor guy. Well, what do you think is the, for, in, in the cards for you in Night Shift? Do you think you can watch more of these episodes? I think I got hooked, you know? I think maybe I'll try another. This is a real... How the turntables, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Now you're in it to win it. Watch, next week's is going to be so bad, you're going to start screaming at me. Yeah, probably. I'll just enjoy the basking in the sunlight while I can. Okay. Good luck studying. See you never.
Yeah, I'll smell you later. Say hi to Nandor for me. I will. Goodbye. Bye.